Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin say it's a great way to start your day. It's finally Friday. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Kind of a gloomy day today. Generally pretty cloudy. A shower of rain or even a wet snow is possible in the Madison and Mauston areas. We're looking at highs in the mid to upper 40s. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in about 15 minutes to give more forecast details as we head into the weekend. We've got a great show lined up for you on a Friday morning. The state director of AARP gives us some insight into the polls as we approach the November 4th election. Don't forget that chronic wasting disease still poses a threat to your deer hunt. The DNR joins us with what you should be thinking about in the woods. But first, Charity Seebecker gives us a look into the Farm Kid Paradox Study. Being a farm kid has its pros and cons. Coming up. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos. The advantages of growing up on a farm, there are a lot of them. The work ethic, of course, being uh, probably one of the main ones. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But besides benefits, there are some challenges and charity. Some folks are working on that uh, growing up on a farm situation for kids. That's right, Bob. Like you said, raising children on farms can create an improved work ethic, enhance problem-solving skills, and strengthen a child's immune system. However, farming is one of the most hazardous industries in the U.S. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Kyle Kishalik, project manager at the National Farm Medicine Center on the Farm Kid Paradox Project, shares more on the studies being done regarding safety information with parent-reported benefits of farm life. As we all know, you know, farming is probably you know, one of the most hazardous industries in the United States uh, with an increased risk of injury to those who both work and live on the farm, uh, especially with children. 
Every day, you know, 33 children are seriously injured on farms and ranches. Um, however, we also know that children raised on farms also enjoy, you know, certain social and health benefits. So really this tension that's between the benefits and risks and that poses problems for par farm parents and safety professionals who wish to work together to mitigate children's risks, um, as well as enhance those benefits of being raised on a farm. Um, and between that is what we really call the, the farm kid paradox. And so we're currently exploring uh, this through the National Children's Center for Rural Agriculture, Health, and Safety and a new five-year cycle uh, at, at our center. So what do the daily research activities you conduct consist of? Yeah, so the Farm Kid Paradox team is actually consists of two groups that are conducting research activities with dairy farmers and ranchers uh, nationally. So we have a team that's actually out at uh, Kansas State University that is researching the benefits and risks of children growing up and working with beef cattle. Um, and then we also have our team here in Wisconsin at the uh, Marshall Clinic Research Institute that is looking similarly at the benefits and risks of children, again, living and working around dairy cows. So regarding these research activities, you know, we're conducting over the five-year research study. Um, these can vary in a lot of different things that we're doing. So we're conducting in-depth interviews, uh, free listening activities, which those kind of specifically involve, you know, listing off items of activities that their children perform with beef and dairy livestock and what activities with beef and dairy that they do not let their children perform on the farm. Um, and discussing those benefits and risks of each one. And then finally, you know, look, looking at and conducting a uh, pile sort that looks at each of those listed activities that was mentioned before, and, you know, having participants organize them into a selection of benefits and risks of children performing the activity with dairy and beef livestock. Um, and so these activities involve not just both uh, beef and dairy parents, but also talking to safety professionals uh, in the agricultural world, you know, and they can range from a wide area of expertise and uh, backgrounds. So what trends have you seen with these activities? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we have a few, quite a few uh, anecdotal stories that are out there, uh, and a lot of the big ones really kind of pertain around, you know, work ethic and you know, especially uh, immune system. Um, so we've been told by both farmers and safety professionals regarding work ethic as, you know, certainly being something that is highly valued and seen, for example, by employers even off the farm as a great experience and skill set that would be beneficial to have them as part of their team and organization. Um, so something, certainly something that's valued to have on a resume um, with that experience and background. Um, so some qualities that contribute to that, you know, increased work ethic are that they're not afraid to get down and dirty, for example. I think that we can all understand that farms are, um, can be definitely a place that has a lot of that. So uh, they, have a, and they also have an attention to detail and, you know, quality of conducting tasks uh, and ability to problem solve in an environment that honestly can vary from day to day and activity to activity. Um, we have also seen, you know, parents express that, you know, their children have a greater sense of empathy and interdependency on the farm as well that they can provide, um, as well as a better understanding of life and death. Um, so, and these are all, you know, applicable to a wide range of real-world applications, you know, that contributes to the great work ethic and success that farm parents believe that it provides their children throughout their lives. So, you mentioned the work ethic side of things. How about the immune system side? Yeah, so getting back to the immune system side, you know, in regards to getting back to that, you know, not afraid to get down and dirty kind of thing. And, you know, and other research studies that we're currently conducting actually at the Marshall Clinic Research Institute um, um, has shown that the effects of farm exposure benefits children's immune systems and respiratory health, you know, through strengthening them. Um, in particular, one of the findings that we found is that the greater that the exposure the child has actually to more various animals and livestock on a farm, in comparison to a child maybe that is, you know, as we would call it, maybe growing up in a more urban city-dwelling area and maybe only exposed to either no animals or like, such as the household cat or dog, um, found that farm children actually have a greater, uh, less greater incidence of developing skin allergies such as like atopic dermatitis. What type of conversations have been had with safety professionals or parents even what types of questions are asked or being considered? So, I mean, so really the, the research team is ultimately asking ourselves, you know, three questions that we hope to answer upon completion of the interviews and the data collection activities that we are uh, doing throughout the five-year study. And these really are from, you know, what are the perceived benefits and risks 
of raising children around livestock. Um, how do farm parents and safety professionals differ in the risks and benefits that they perceive? And finally, how can existing injury prevention materials be refined to better leverage strategies to reduce these differences? And so really, we're, you know, through those multiple data collection tools and interviews, the team is, you know, targeting these questions through, um, you know, questions like, what is it like to raise kids and livestock at the same time? You know, what do you think is important about raising them? And what are the challenges of raising children and livestock at the same time? Um, and how do they decide if they let their child do something on the farm or not? And then finally, again, looking at those activities that they list of what activities they do and do not let their children perform on the farm with the livestock, what are the benefits and risks of each one of those in, in having them do those? How is this helping to bridge the gap between farm parents and safety professionals? How can safety materials about children and livestock be adapted to be more realistic for those farm parents? Yeah, so I mean, so, the teams at the National Children's Center in Wisconsin and Kansas are researching how parents on dairy and beef operations, as well as agricultural safety experts, understand the risks and benefits of the child-livestock interaction. So although existing safety resources are effective, they do not really bridge the gap between the risks and benefits that farms pose. So until now, researchers have really explored these risks and benefits separately, and it's really created a gap between farm parents and safety professionals. So given that the benefits of cattle exposure are acutely beneficial, but also a leading cause of injury, uh, we are looking at how safety materials for children and livestock can be better adapted to be more realistic and be better utilized for parents and safety professionals. This way, children on farms can remain safe, but also receive those incredible benefits that farm life can provide. Are you continuously adding more people to your study or continually changing it year to year? Or how do you go about that? Yeah, so uh, we are actually still currently uh, recruiting uh, farm parents. So specifically, so the beef side, we actually have, uh, have uh, stopped recruiting in that respect. But in the dairy side, we are recruiting farm parents that work on a dairy farm and have a child that is between the ages of 9 and 18 currently. And this is also, again, national. Um, and so as long as their children are involved with or frequently exposed to dairy cows, and again, between that age range, uh, we'd be happy to have them uh, give us a call um, and discuss more about, you know, about the project and how they can become involved. Based on this research, does the risk outweigh the benefit or vice versa? That is a great question. Um, and that answer really, to answer that, it really can vary, you know, based on activity, activity, and from farm to farm. I mean, every farm is different. So depending on when you, what activity you're conducting, um, and with what, you know, the, the situation environment's like on one farm, it may be safer and the benefit can certainly outweigh the risk that's there. Um, but then again, vice versa, that can change depending on the environment and how, and how safe something is to receive that benefit. Um, so really overall, the goal is to mitigate the risk of that injury from occurring. So conducting activity in a safe manner that allows the child to still receive those benefits that farm life can provide is the ultimate goal. How can safety professionals be better equipped to provide meaningful guidance to help parents voice the risk of injury to their children? Yeah, so there are a lot of different, you know, safety professionals out there, and by no means does everyone necessarily consider themselves specifically to be an agricultural safety professional. Um, and these can range from, you know, 4-H, FFA instructors, local insurance agents, veterinarians, education outreach specialists at extension uh, agencies, Farm Bureau, and various, you know, agriculture producers and organizations. Um, but really to better equip themselves, you know, they can reach out to their local extensions uh, in their region or organizations like the National Children's Center, for example, and they can help provide, you know, youth work guidelines and how a child can safely perform an activity with livestock on the farm. Um, other things that we've heard from safety professionals that to, you know, discuss best options to be better equipped, you know, range from, you know, being boots on the ground and meeting farmers, you know, face-to-face and to having that discussion and building that relationship and trust throughout their agriculture communities. Um, it could also be utilizing their own farming experience and understanding of limitations, you know, a farm may have and how to work with them to best equip them with the safety information tools and resources to reduce injuries and fatalities on farms. 
Um, we also have heard, you know, telling stories resonates with the farm community. Um, everyone has a story to tell and wants to talk about it. So talking about incidents that maybe occur on the farm and then discussing ways to prevent that from happening is another great method. And then lastly, of course, finding that champion in the community that can, you know, help be a spokesperson for others and even help them connect with their community. So what are you doing to bridge the gap over the next three to four years? What is the future of this? Yeah, so the team is going to talk, you know, to both farm and ranch parents and safety professionals alike and ultimately unite them around a common goal of reducing risks and enhancing the benefits to children who live and work around livestock. Um, this includes both the risks and benefits in safety materials, which will help bridge the gap between safety professionals and farm parents, leading to more useful, relevant, and attractive safety resources for farm families. So really helping them reduce injuries from livestock. And this project may also serve as a model for development and enhancement for other safety materials beyond livestock and the farm. Kyle Kishalik on the Farm Kid Paradox Project. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. With AgriGold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report here with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. Now, Stu, you mentioned yesterday that there was that small chance of snow, and I even saw some pictures on Facebook of snow sticking up by Cashton. What do you got for us? Yeah, and that's going to be a possibility. It's still not out of the woods, and in fact, the radar indicating snow falling in northwest Wisconsin. Oh, about uh, River Falls north, all the way up toward Ashland, the southern tip of Lake Superior. A little activity way over in the far northeast part of the state as well. 
and it will stick on the grass. I did see some indication like north central Wisconsin up toward Vilas County. They may see nearly an inch on the grass, if not late today by early tomorrow, but it won't stay around. It's not building up for the season. Don't get that excited. Low pressure, a strong upper system is going to drop southeast out of Canada. That's the reason we see that snow northwest Wisconsin, northern Minnesota this morning. For most of us, a little later today, some raindrops may fall and a little scattered light rain could last into the nighttime further west. When you get up into that Wisconsin River Valley, Mauston and North, there may be some snowflakes, but it's not going to be a snowstorm. Let's put it that way. A little mix of precipitation, a possibility, and then a little bit drier as we start toward the weekend but a cooler than normal temperature pattern continuing. Another weak system may account for a small rain chance late in the weekend, especially uh, far north and maybe eastern Wisconsin. That won't amount to much either, just very light precipitation if it's seen. And otherwise, a continuation of a cooler than normal temperature pattern, and it stays around right into next week. So as we move into the second half of the month of October, the cooler weather pattern is exactly what's going to be in store, and we aren't going to shake it off in a big hurry. Could more more likely talk about a pretty frosty situation by early Saturday morning. Maybe you have some plans out you need to take care of one more time. We'll make sure you do that tonight. I'll have forecast details right after this. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Stu, as you mentioned, a little chances tonight. Take care of your stuff outside while you can. But what about Saturday, Sunday? That, those look more mild. They're going to be a little more mild, but don't get carried away. You know, pay attention to those nighttime temperatures. Uh, certainly, I think Sunday night could be back down around that freezing point or below. Mostly cloudy is the way we talk about today in our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. And there will be some scattered showers. They could happen even yet later this morning at La Crosse and Boston, most likely later in the day further east and south. Temps in the upper 40s could be a 50 here or there. South winds will be around 5 to 10. Still that chance of a little rain could be some snowflakes further west and north through the night. 
Could be frosty by Saturday morning as skies clear a little. Down to freezing or just below overnight. West winds at 5 to 10. A frosty start, a mostly sunny Saturday. Only in the upper 40s, maybe a 50 here or there. With the west winds at 5 to 15. Partly sunny skies Sunday, upper 40s again. The northwest winds 5 to 15. Could be frosty Sunday night and then Monday still a cool day. We just aren't going to warm it up in a big hurry even into next week. Well, Stu, we'll catch you again on Monday then to get the rest of that forecast for next week. Have a good weekend. You too. Take care. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the agricultural world, we have equipment to put the seed in the ground, take it all the way through its growing season, and put it in the bin. I would definitely recommend Ziegler. The equipment they sell and service is amazing. They care about you, they care about your businesses. They're there to help you, and that's their number one job. Whether you're a large farm, small farm, Ziegler has the equipment that's gonna take care of you and fit your needs, and the support and people to back it up. Reliability is everything, so that's why I choose Ziegler. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with a truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by bergstrom chevrolet where you never get charged over msrp you're no stranger to hard work and eating right but your abs are more like flabs carbon world health offers mscult an fda approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique one session is equivalent to twenty thousand crunches without the painful recovery Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. 
Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all-in-the-family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Robbie, what's the final takeaway from that debacle in London? I called it some steamy biscuits out there, uh, the Green Bay Packers. What, what happened in that second half? Is it LaFleur not knowing how to adjust, which seems to haunt him? Is it, is it Rodgers calling audibles and the, on the RPO going to pass instead of run? Like, what happened in that second half? Yes and yes. I mean, you're, you're spot on with a couple of those right out of the shoot, Ebo. I mean, when, when, when they got down to the six-yard line late in the game and had, had third and goal, and you're looking who the quarterback is, who's like 80th all-time in fourth-quarter comebacks and, mm. and game-winning drives, did you guys honestly have any faith or confidence that that quarterback was going to lead a, a game-tying touchdown drive? I, I, I would have written a blank check that that drive was going to die inside the five-yard line or that they were, they were going to settle for a field goal because that's, that's just been the history of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I encourage your listeners to go look up that stat. I mean, that, there are guys on that list, you know, who are ahead of him, like Jay Cutler and Dave Brown, and, I mean, just random journeyman, nobody quarterbacks who, who have done way more at the end of games and fourth quarters than Aaron Rodgers had. It's, it's, it's not in his DNA to be a closer or a guy who can lead a game-winning drive. So, A, that, that's a problem. Now, now B, you're exactly right in terms of some of these adjustments and things that are happening in the, in the second half of football games that come back to the head coach. Um, Evo, I'm, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. They had seven points in the second half against Minnesota. They had a field goal in the second half against the Bears. They didn't score against Tampa Bay, so that's 10 points through three games. They actually looked pretty good against New England in the second half, and now they were blanked again because I don't give them credit for the safety, um, but they were blanked again at least offensively in the second half against the Giants. So that's four out of five football games where they've been really bad offensively in the second half. The only time 
you know, that, that they looked they looked respectable was, was against Belichick, and, and that would have been, I guess, the one team that surprises you that they look pretty good on in, in the second half. So LaFleur's got some issues there, whether, whether that's because the quarterback is changing a third of his plays or whatever the number would be. Only only Matt and Aaron actually know that answer, guys. But but they've got to get it figured out because this isn't this isn't a football team that that's going to win a lot of games by whipping the ball around forty times and running it only twenty. I mean that's that that that's number three in our list here, Ebo. If, if we're looking at you know potential problems, is that they they clearly are not running the ball enough in in these losses. They didn't do it in Week One against Minnesota. They didn't do it. You know, against the Giants. I mean, they landed in London last Friday, guys. Um, and Aaron Rodgers said to the media out there, "It's time to put on an aerial show." Well, it's it's not 2011. You you, you don't have Jordy and 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 uh, you know Greg Greg Jennings and Finley and, and Driver and James Jones and Cobb lining up next to you anymore. You you've got some some pretty old washed up veterans and a couple of rookies trying to figure out what the heck they're doing. That that's not the formula. For an aerial show, the formula for them <laughs> winning football games is is give the ball to Jones and give the ball to Dylan and and, and lean on your defense. Like, are and, we dumb? Are we dumb? Are the fans dumb? Are we stupid? <laughs> like, how can we can see it but Lafleur can? Are we dumb? Who's dumb here? You're not dumb. Thank let's you. Just let let let's leave it at that, Evo. Yes, and, <laughs> and, and here's and here's the thing. Trust me, Lafleur can see it. So so connect the dots. And there's one man in the building that you now have to convince that your way to win. Well, he's not dumb. He beat an astronaut in Celebrity Jeopardy. He's not dumb, but he's stubborn and, <laughs> and he likes his numbers and he loves his right arm, doesn't he? And he likes to wing it around the yard, like he told the folks in in London last week. It's time for an aerial show. This is not 2014 Green Bay Packer football. This this is not the, the kind of team that is going to put on an aerial show. They. You know, the, the, this is a team that could win 12 games playing football a certain way, almost more Badger-like football. Ooh. But they're, they're, they're not going to play like they have the better part of the last 30 years with Favre and Rodgers and, and a group of wide receivers where you've got one or two pro bowlers and some experienced veterans that still terrify defenses. Green Bay has nothing like that on the roster from a wide receiver perspective. So, you know, they're, they're asking a quarterback about to turn 39 years old to make a major adjustment to how he's played football since he took over as a starter in 2008, and he's the most stubborn man in the building, and he doesn't want to play football that way, guys. See, we were talking about Green Bay Packers and their identity earlier in the show, and, and I, I was telling Ebo, I go, I don't think they have an identity crisis. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Friday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, filling in for Farm Director Pam Youngke. As you get ready to head out into the woods, remember that chronic wasting disease remains a problem in the state. We hear about it every year, but the DNR says this is because of the economic and environmental threat it poses to the state's deer population. Whether you are a veteran hunter or a newbie, there's a few things you should be thinking about to help stop the spread of chronic wasting disease. Amanda Camps is the state wildlife health conservation specialist. She shares some tips. You know, knowing the location where you're hunting, being informed before you're out there, is it a county where CWD has been detected? Uh, If it has, 
uh, where in the county is it? And is it on the property that you're interested in hunting? Not just, I would say, knowing if the disease is detected there, but then also what's the rate of detection? Is it an area where there are quite a few positives or has it just been um, a couple? Is it a fairly new detection area? So I think just getting started by knowing the area that you'll be hunting in a little bit better and then it kind of sets you up to be informed about, okay, if if you are in an area where it has been detected already, um, where are the closest sampling locations then? Where could you go to have your deer tested? Uh, what would you do with, um, after even if you process your own deer, what would you do with the remaining deer carcass waste? Would you uh, find a location close by to dispose of that? Or what are some of the other actions then that you could do in that area to do your part to help prevent the spread? Uh, thinking about the age of deer to harvest, we know CWD is a, a slow progressive disease. So younger animals haven't been out on the landscape as long as older animals. Their chance of being potentially exposed to an infected deer or an area that has those CWD prions in it is less than the older deer have. So they might have a lower possibility of either being exposed or, you know, if they have been exposed, it was uh, fairly recent and they you know, they may not even test positive yet. And then keeping in mind other things that that you can do out while you're in the woods, while you're out there hunting, it's being mindful of the equipment that you have. And when you're leaving the field, just making sure everything's clean, you're not bringing back like mud or dirt or anything on um, shoes or tires, things like that. And you know, if you, when you if you do harvest a deer, you have to clean your um, your knives, your utensils, your items that you're using to process the deer. And we have some recommendations as well about proper cleaning and disinfecting as best as we can some of those items too. That's Wisconsin's Wildlife Health Conservation Specialist, Amanda Camps. We'll take a look at our commodity markets next. It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. 16 emergency response departments in Wisconsin have gotten money from Compere Financial for new equipment. The 2022 emergency response grants are for up to $10,000. They are directly impacting 41 departments across three states, and that equates to about 121,000 residents. This year was the first time the grant was offered from Compere Financial. You can see who got the grants at MidwestFarmReport.com. 
And now we'll take a look at our grain markets on a Friday morning. From Chicago, December corn is down a penny and a quarter at six ninety-six and a half. November soybeans are trading at fourteen dollars and a half a cent. That's up four and three quarters. December wheat down two and a half cents at eight eighty-nine and three quarters. And September new crop twenty twenty-three wheat is trading at nine oh seven and a half. That's up four cents. Rest assured that cheese curds will be on the production line when UW-River Falls reopens its dairy pilot plant next spring. Cheese curd maker Ellsworth Cooperative Creamery has invested a total of $150,000 in the project. The campus started its $8 million renovation 10 years ago. Once finished, the plant will be considered one of the most sophisticated in the country. Again, UW-River Falls plans to open the plant in the spring of 2023. Let's take a look at our dairy markets. The November Class 3 milk contract is sitting unchanged at 2116 100 weight. December Class 3 milk is down 30 cents at 2042 100 weight and looking ahead to January Class 3 milk, that's down 11 cents at 2019 100 weight. On the close yesterday, barrel cheese was up a penny and a half at 221 and a half. The 40 pound block cheese closed at 205 and a half, up a quarter of a cent. And double A butter is unchanged from Tuesday at 318 and a half. We talked about keeping chronic wasting disease in mind when you head out into the woods this deer season. But what about sharing that knowledge with a mentee? The DNR is asking experienced hunters to share their skills and knowledge with new hunters through a mentorship program. There's a few options to choose from, from the youth hunt to actually becoming an instructor. If this is something that piques your interest, you can find out more at MidwestFarmReport.com. And speaking of venison, today is the final day of the first ever Meat Industry Coalition Conference. This is being held on the east side of Madison. I'm going to head over there this morning. You can look for photos on our Facebook page. Just follow Fabulous Farm Babe. Stay tuned for an election preview with AARP next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soilmate. With Agrigold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soilmate at chooseagrigold.com. Experienced electricians, come join our family-owned team. Here's Ariel. At EverReady, we are his sponsor for the apprenticeship program. I like the small company feel, that family feel. If you have a problem, you can directly go to the owners firsthand. Speaks a lot about their values and how they value their employees. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are EverReady. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. 
You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, it's time for another excellent conversation with our friends from AARP of Wisconsin. Of course, everybody thinks about it as only for those 55 years of age and up. But I'll tell you what, when you hear Martha Cranley talk, you will realize that AARP has a lot of relevant value for basically anybody in the state of Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us, Martha. Martha Cranley, again, the Wisconsin State Director of AARP. And your staff has been really busy lately. One thing I've learned in my conversation with other staff at the AARP Wisconsin office is you are always checking with members to find out what services they need, what concerns they have about available services, and moving forward. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on lately, Martha. That's right. Thanks, Pam. Thanks for having me. As always, we we love to talk to to your listeners. And um, what's been happening lately is AARP Wisconsin commissioned a poll of likely voters uh, in this fall's election, both for the U.S. Senate and for the governor's race. And it's really interesting what that shows. Our, the polling by AARP has been going on in all of the, um, in all of the competitive states in the country. And Wisconsin is, of course, um, also one of those states. So very exciting to share what we learned. Right. And uh, this is an important audience for any candidate that would like to secure office to be speaking to. Tell me a little bit about the questions that were asked, Martha, uh, maybe the target demographic you were looking at. Tell us a little bit more about the depth of this poll. You bet. So the poll was conducted by a bipartisan team of pollsters, and they talked to a sample of people all over Wisconsin, 18+. plus. But then we also oversampled voters 50-plus to really be able to say something about what those voters are thinking as we go into this mid, the midterm elections. And so really what um, there's some, some big themes that sort of come up, and one is that you know we know that voters 50-plus are more likely to vote. In fact, they make up 60% of all voters. And so candidates have to pay special attention, of course, to what these uh, what these folks are thinking about, and this really crosses over um, both uh, rural, urban, Democratic, Republican, independent voters. Voters 50-plus really are make the difference in these races. Did you talk at all about issues? Was there anything that resonated there, or was it basically a yay or nay on candidates, Martha? No, we really did. We asked voters what's on their mind coming up and what they care about for both the Senate, so the federal race, right, and then the state race. And we found some really interesting stuff. The um, 84% of all voters say they're more willing to vote for a candidate for Senate, for example, who will protect Social Security from cuts. And then across the board, both in the, um, the state and the, and the Senate race, People are really concerned about inflation. They're concerned about pocketbook issues. 
I think we see this with every election, and it certainly was true here. And in both, and that cuts across both um, both parties. The other thing that was really interesting is we heard about we heard that people are really concerned about the direction of both the country and the state, um, and we don't know we don't know what reason they're giving for that because that also cuts across both parties. So very interesting. And then the other thing is we did hear people, then it sort of divides out by party a little bit about what people are interested in sort of after these top line economic issues that also would include Medicaid and social security. They're also, they're also concerned about abortion. They're concerned about prescription drugs and they're concerned about being able to afford food. Um, pollsters told us that in some other states that where they pulled earlier, gas prices were really a big issue. But food has kind of replaced that in the Wisconsin survey. Hmm. Um, and we know that that's probably related to supply side things and so forth. So the cost of food is going up, especially um, for folks on fixed, uh, seniors on fixed income are feeling that a little bit. Right, right. If you're just joining us, folks, this is Martha Cranley. She is the Wisconsin State Director for AARP of Wisconsin. Fascinating poll, taking a look at what people are thinking about as they get ready to go to the polls November 8th. You can see the results and read it for yourself, aarp.org backslash Wisconsin. Were there any surprises to you, Martha, when you finally got a chance to see this uh, bipartisan poll results? We're surprised, I guess not surprised at how it's very close, right, as we would have expected Wisconsin in the last couple of races for these big these big offices have been very tight and it's very tight this time as well. I think what surprised me a little bit and also the pollsters is that there's a very striking difference between how college versus non-college educated voters are casting their ballots. And there is a bit of a gap nationwide between non-college educated and college educated voters. But in Wisconsin, that gap is quite a bit larger. And that was a little bit surprising to me. Um, personally, and I think it was also surprising to the pollsters. I think it says that we, you know, it, instructive for for my office to, you know, how are we how are we reaching out and making sure that we're talking to everyone in the state about issues of concern to them. That's and as you said at the top, that is one of our main jobs as the state office of AARP. That is interesting, though, uh, to notice uh, enough of a difference between those two educational groups to note it. What specifically, where did they seem to deviate, Martha? How did they seem to have uh, different priorities? Well, we didn't ask about their priorities in um, in issues, but we did ask their voting priority or their their priority for um, for both the Senate and the um, and the governor's race and. Both Mr. Michaels and Senator Johnson are winning um, the non-college educated um, voters almost two to one versus, and then it's the it's the flip side, of course, for for Governor Evers and for um, and for Lieutenant Governor Barnes. So, and that gap is so that's a pretty significant mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty significant gap, and I think really instructive hopefully also to those running for office. Right. Well, and that's exactly why these kinds of polls are so important 
uh, just to make sure that the the candidates recognize this segment of Wisconsin's audience. Now, you mentioned that this was something undertaken by AARP on a national scene. Anything else that you learned from these polls, even outside of Wisconsin, Martha? Well, I think what we what we saw in the rest of the the country is that is that uh, voters are very interested in making sure that that the promise of Social Security is not broken to seniors, and that you know people have paid into and earned those benefits, and they really are looking for candidates and those already in office who are who are um, seeking to be reelected are paying attention to those concerns. Um, I want to come back to Wisconsin for just a second to say that, you know, the other thing that was very interesting to us is that overall, including those, everybody over 18, is very highly motivated this year to vote. About 88% said that they're extremely motivated. And so, I mean, that's very interesting as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you don't, you kind of get that, oh, it's midterms, meh. But, you know, we saw a lot of motivation by voters in Wisconsin to come out. Again, Martha Cranley, along with us, the state director for Wisconsin's AARP. Now, Martha, if people want to find out more about this poll, if they want to find out how they can help their voice be counted and become a member of AARP and tap into all the resources that are available, how do you suggest they get started? The easiest way for for anyone to get started is just to go to AARP.org. And there's a wealth of information there. Uh, You gave the website earlier just for Wisconsin. That's another excellent place to go, aarp.org slash backslash Wisconsin or aarp.org slash Wisconsin votes to get information on voting in the upcoming election, including how to get an absentee ballot and so forth. We saw, unlike the, um, we also asked people how they're planning to vote, frankly. And many people are planning to go to the polls on, on election day. Maybe they, uh, maybe they missed going during COVID, but also we know many seniors need to vote by absentee ballot. And so be sure to make a plan. And uh, you can do that by going to aarp.org slash Wisconsin votes, WI votes. Yep. And uh, believe me, folks, as you heard, that poll points to how important your voice is, regardless of age, in the upcoming elections. Martha Cranley, along with us, Wisconsin State Director for AARP of Wisconsin. Like you said, uh, the poll points to some of the candidates. Things can change. Make sure that you're informed and have that plan in place. As always, AARP providing you with the resources and information you're looking for. AARP.org backslash Wisconsin if you're looking for the results of that poll. Martha Cranley, their state director, along with us. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.